Welcome to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Matt, that's Ryan. Ryan, we run a brand where destruction's the number one commitment. Why beat, steal, kill, win? Everybody's doing it. <laughs> we are doing... Oh, uh, you didn't get that reference? You did, did you not get that reference? Then you can run backwards through a field of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> run backwards naked through a field of dicks. God, Guys, we're it, doing Run the Jewels 2. Run the Jewels 2. The, uh, the 2014 release from Run the Jewels, the, uh, the hip-hop group that consists of, of uh, Killer Mike and LP. Correct. Um, Yes, and this is uh, this is something that Ryan suggested to me. It's it's a little outside of my wheelhouse, but uh, if you are like me and you are uh, not as conversant in um, current hip hop, current like I don't know, like art hip hop, even right, like beyond beyond top forty, you know. Uh, type stuff. Uh, you you owe it to yourself to give some some time and some serious attention to run the jewels too. It's it's uh, on Spotify. Um, there's also an affiliate link in the show notes for this episode, uh, and you actually can. Uh, we we are linking the lyrics, and I found it like really. Uh, after having listened to the album a, cu- a couple times through on repeat, sitting down and sitting down with the the Genius dot com lyrics um, and e- even the annotations were were sort of useful because this is like this is uh, uh, sort of a uh, like middle high fastball for Genius, whereas some of the pop stuff that we normally do is a little outside there, um, you know, outside the strike zone for them. Boom, sports metaphor. I'm just uh, I'm trying new things all uh, I'm trying no, all no, kinds of new great. things. You hit it week. out of the park, man. <laughs> That's great. Did I stick the landing through the goalposts? <laughs> as a uh, as a hole in one. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh yes, absolutely. This is uh this is Run the Jewels 2. Go listen to this record. It's 40 minutes long. Um so you can actually listen to it a couple of times on, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, over the course of the working day or or what have you, uh, and come back here because we we wanna we wanna dig into this and um, we wanna dig into this and and uh, start after a message from our sponsor. Are you a great man, man driven insane? Well, yes. I mean, I I don't like to brag, but I think that describes me accurately. Well, then maybe you should anchor yourselves. With an- angel dust, <laughs> angel dust. I'm on angel dust. <laughs> Why? What, what, what are the benefits? Tell me. I, well, it's an interesting. Well, uh, you see, you know, you may have whiskey and whiskey and rye for the voices in your head and cush for the pain, but really, you have to really get something to just really just dig you in, get you revved up to get through that day, good and aggressive, and that's what angel dust is for. Oh, excellent! Yeah, I know. I need I need one of those. Uh, I need what? Do, what do they call that? I need that one of them speed balls because I'm on all these downers. I need something that's going to get me. Uh, that's just going to get me real high and and uh, you know cranking real hot that's right for that high that picks you up and won't let you down angel dust <laughs> okay we're back i thought you were gonna go with the tft shirt you know we'll we'll we will we'll push that in the in the end um you know i i i, I wanted to um i mean certainly we have a t-shirt uh teespring.com uh slash indie shirt uh, you're uh about indie band. nine days Indie band, thank you. <laughs> Don't buy the indie shirt. Yeah. Indie band. Uh, about nine days left to order yours, um, and uh, get it now. We'll talk more about that at the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, I, I didn't because you know, in some ways, I sacrificed my own self interest for the greater good. Um, and and I think that there's a lot of different entry points on um, run of the jewels. But um, as I was listening to the last track, uh, angel duster uh, and it kind of talking about the litany of drugs that one uses to kind of cope with the social ills and cope with the kind of depression or the kind of um, inability of one person to change systemic problems. It made me think a little bit about um, our 19, about the 1970s um, and about uh, both the early seventies and uh, 
the heroine of the Velvet Underground, uh, or the uh, needle in the damage done of Neil Young, or um, the cocaine of Fleetwood Mac, uh, or some of the other uh, uh, drugs uh, of um, of of the punk bands. Um, and so I thought that the, this kind of connection between drug use and and kind of social slash personal problem song was an interesting one of several interesting connections um, to to where we are. Um, and you know, since we've already advertised uh, heroin and I think cocaine, um, I think I, I had to go with the uh, the, the bigger pattern uh, in uh, in lieu of um, in lieu of, of self promotion. I sort of wonder about the the like the precocious teenager listening to our podcast and like their parents overhearing some some of the things that we say out of context uh, and think because right because I. Because the, they're they're listening to it in the stereo. It's like, hey, uh, get like you know, get, while getting a ride to school. Right. Where, yeah. Hey, where, put that. What are you? What, what podcasts for? are you listening to? Put that up on the Bluetooth. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's like, oh, I hear that podcasts are having a renaissance right now. Um, is this? What are you listening to? Is it cereal? <laughs> is it startup? It's this no. American oh, run oh, backward through a field of dicks. That's right. That's right. Fuck those podcasting uh, fuckboys with a with a uh, baseball bat, right? With a base. Um, yeah. Or just uh, yeah. Fuck the fuckboys forever. I won't say it politely. I think is what I was going for. Um, um, yeah, exactly. They can all close their eyes and count to fuck. So, so um, Ryan, since you you brought this to us, I understand that that you attended a, a symposium this past weekend. <laughs> yes, a conference. <laughs> the annual the uh, the annual meeting of the Rutherford Jewel Society. Uh huh. Did did and uh, and so this is kind of like we're publishing now the proceedings of Proceed. the of the Run the Jewel Society Volume Two, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So what was uh, I mean like so I I have an impression of of listening to this album just from from well from listening to it on repeat and then from reading the lyrics that it's it's extraordinarily dense. It's like a Vladimir Nabokov level of dense, you know? It's like the uh, as dense as the densest postmodern as dense as the densest David Foster Wallace novel, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so I like I associate this in my mind with with art music right with like being an extraordinarily um carefully crafted uh thing and almost like almost w- uh, that it would benefit from a uh, like a a staid sedate museum like setting um the uh in order to appreciate it. So I'm assuming that when you went to the concert, you know, that the attendees at the concert were seated in an orderly fashion in rows in like, uh, in, you know, plush theater style, um, theater chairs, right? We were, we were all handed the libretto. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. In a, in a, like a hardbound edition. Right. And, uh, and, and that it was like that. It was exactly like that. Wasn't it? It was uh, it was the exact opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, it was um, I think that I mean so certainly there were a um, you know <laughs> there there were there were a fair share of of other of let's say fellow uh, early to mid thirty something uh, beard strokers there <laughs> um, pitchfork readers of the world um, but there was I, I think uh, you know the um, you know the modal audience goer was um you know predominantly i'd say younger uh we, we were young like i'd say early 20 something uh white males who were extremely aggressive um and both like in the pre-show they were aggressive about their uh, ability to go immediately to the um to the front of the stage uh, and Pasco collect two hundred dollars, <laughs> um, and and uh, and then during the show it was it was a uh, pretty nonstop mosh pit uh, and shove fest um, and and otherwise um, uh, uh, you know kind of 
uh, bro fest. And more than once, I heard people complaining. I heard uh, the kind of average concert goers complaining about uh, certain other people not being um, for being too sedate, for being too sedate, um, and not being amped up enough. Uh-huh. Um, and 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 really even almost violent enough um, and aggressive enough. And so I think that there's an interesting tension here between um, just both the level of technical craftsmanship um, that it takes you know, to make and perform this album. Um, and you know, it's performed live um, with the same level of, uh, of, of vigor and kind of technical accuracy uh, with, uh, th- as the album is, which is like tremendously impressive um, because it's just rhythmically complex um, and, and 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 fast uh, a lot of uh, metrical variation a lot of interplay um like a lot of uh interplay with the beat which is in a, you know a a loud rock club um not easy at all um but that that for all of the technical merits and all of the kind of seriousness of um artistic intent that that is here that the um i i feel like the you know average you know, the uh, mode of engagement was, yeah, violence. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go like, let's, let's put it this way. It was observationally, it was observationally equivalent. Uh, if you took a camera, put it on the stage, turned it just onto the audience, um, recorded it, and asked, "What are these people dancing to? What 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 kind of a concert is this?" Yeah. Um, I guess a guess that would be. Um, I'd say that um, a good guess would be Limp Bizkit. Uh huh. So like you know, so Limp like- Bizkit getting ready for. The- the run up to um, Woodstock '99, right? So, it, uh, so predominantly white audience or modally white audience? I would say, I mean, it was. Bi- I would say it was bimodal, but the larger of the two nodes was um, was was white for huh. sure. That's um, I, God. That's so interesting. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was at um, the uh, the Paradise, which is a predominantly uh, it was just like a club where um, indie rock concerts happen, uh-huh. um, and you know uh, it's it's and it's been around since the seventies. Actually, a lot of the um, the bands that we talked about in the seventies, I think Talking Heads, uh, Television, um, Blondie, all played there um, in in their heyday, um, and now um, you know I've seen. Um, I mean, it has a range of acts, uh, prim- but um, you know, predominantly indie rock acts. I've seen Wild Flag there. I've seen um, the Dismemberment Plan there, Dan Deacon. Um, but I also saw um, Killer Mike there open for a Jizza of the Wu Tang Clan. Ah. Um, and so there are, are occasional um, there are occasional uh, uh, rap shows there, but they are booked by. I mean, I don't know actually who does the booking for Run the Jewels, but I know Jizza's booking, if memory serves correctly, is by um, a booking agency that does primarily um, other indie rock, uh, does indie rock acts. Yes. I mean, is is Run the Jewels an indie band? Um, and uh, <laughs> Is Run the Jewels for yes. real? I yes. mean, is Run the Jewels a novelty act? You know, yes, that's yes, a- yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It seems that all of our, it seems that Here, all I, of I our have a question. I have a question. Is Run the Jewels? <laughs> um, the uh, is it? Is it? <laughs> Um, I, I, I just have the feeling of maybe, being, maybe what, what is run the jewels, right? Or yes. What, what, what are the jewels and, and what is running them? Right. Like it's, it's, uh, you know, um, one of the, the things that Harold Bloom used to say about Hamlet is sort of Hamlet anticipates all of our ironies, right? Uh, it's his, I mean, he, he had a real sort of brogasm for, uh, he, he had a real like, uh, lit boner for, for Hamlet, right? And like, um, the, uh, he, and, and sort of pointed out that like, whatever our interpretive stance we wanted to take, uh, Hamlet, the play and Hamlet, the character seems to have interpreted it and iron, uh, it seems to have beat us to it and ironized it in advance of our being able to get there. And I have a feeling that like, 
Um, I, I have a feeling like that run the jewels is, is too is kind of the same kind of artifact where it's where it's sort of like whatever you can say, uh, whatever you can say. It's like whatever you say I am. That is what I already said I am. But I was kidding when I said it, and you should have known that and not said I was that. You know, mm-hmm. in the uh, right, like the, I, I have the feeling of sort of being in the presence of a, of a, like of a literary artifact, um, of of like a lyrical artifact that's sort of uh, uh, beyond my my ability to, you know, I don't know, beyond my ability to say anything interesting about, right? Because like all the like white guy listening to rap things that I could say about Run the Jewels. Um, are are like already sort of pre-incorporated into the right into the lyrics. Oh, it's uh, you know like the the historicist reading that that has to do with you know um, that has to do with the problems of of lower class urbanism, right? Like and and uh, you know oh that's in there. The the oh it's uh, you know transformation through art of you know difficult circumstances. Oh that's in there, right? Like the the um you know the sort of patronizing criticism from the uh from the Yale anthology of rap lyrics uh, or the sorry rather the the review that i often quote from poetry magazine of the yale anthology of early rap lyrics where it's uh you know uh where the sort of the the swagger uh, all the bragging all the dissing right like um is not properly speaking artistic and like you know sublimity artistic sublimity comes when all of that is turned inward is sort of sublimated into a kind of artistic striving uh into a kind of like self dissing this sort of self dissing of the master craftsman that that you know drives him on to greater achievement like it's it's you know it's um it's it's the singular accomplishment not singular it's the the remarkable accomplishment of this of this record that they've they've created something that is at once uh that at once sort of satisfies that uh requirement from from whoever the the reviewer was of poetry magazine that this is like the the sort of aggression um the swagger right the dissing the 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 violence has been sort of sublimated turned inward um to uh to the artists as a kind of uh, you know as a kind of spur to create a greater and greater craft and and a more sublime level of art and and yet at the same time <laughs> like there is the uh, you know there is world class dissing right like there's world class swagger there you know uh it does it in a form that looks indistinguishable from um you know from just uh plain vanilla uh, plain vanilla, uh, plain vanilla, uh, braggadocio and, and, uh, you know, self-aggrandizement. Um, yeah, well, I mean, because in part it like in, you know, in, in kind of turning inward, right. It almost turns inward, um, with the force of a black hole (laughs) and, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, like you know sucks in so many of these binary oppositions um that you that you list off that it then then creates only there is only run the jewels and fuck boys right you are you are either with run the jewels or you are against run the jewels right um and and that is that's that's the simple choice um and and so either um either you are on the side that is that is dissing and is is part of the 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 whatever it is um and and we can re- return to that or you are not and you are and you are the subject of the diss yeah um, i'd rather be and, a, and, i'd rather be a dick than a swallower right exactly um no, exactly and so and and i think there's a lot of ways in which this is in dialogue with um some of the sonics and some of the the work in in Yeezus. um but i think that there's also i think part of this process of kind of constructing this this black hole this center of gravity um is and and the kind of this inward reflection of of identity is not just a um is that it that it, there is a way in which it is a band right and that um that the, the creative force here is in the combination and opposition and synergy between killer mike and lp right and that there is a um a really deep you know collaboration here um that uh is you know that there are there's a history of 
of duo work and, and kind of posses and, and, and groups um, in, uh, in, in, in hip hop, but that this kind of both takes some, um, some inspiration from kind of famous duos uh, in hip hop, uh, but then also um, subverts that in um, a number of ways because this is not many other hip hop duos are either like the DJ uh, and the MC, right? Then there's, there's, uh, Rakim, the, uh, the MC and Eric B, the DJ, right? Um, or there's a, um, the kind of the veteran and the protege there's, um, Dr. Dre and Eminem, um, and, and the kind of veteran pr- uh, producer and the, and the protege. Sure. Or like um, Dr. Or, or Dre and Snoop Dogg, right? Like, right, 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 or, right. From earlier on. Right, right. Um, uh, um yeah exactly or Eminem and 50 cent right with right. the kind of daisy chain of um of of that uh, of the kind of shady aftermath uh daisy chain uh-huh. um but i think that what's interesting and i mean i think there's there's something interesting in the collaboration between um Killer Mike and LP because it started you know the origins of run the jewels are in something that are are kind of more legible um in that uh it started with uh 2012 uh solo albums by uh both of them right so that um uh lp uh, and they both i mean these are both um you know 10 plus year veterans um of rap i mean lp even longer um has been kind of performing professionally for basically i mean i guess 20 years at this point i think his earliest recorded stuff um is in the early 90s um and he was kind of major in um in, in New York based underground hip hop, um, you know, ran a major, um, uh, major indie, uh, indie hip hop label, Def Jux, uh, for a long time, um, and produced and, and rapped, uh, under those auspices. Um, but then, you know, 2012, um, LP, um, did an album called, uh, Cancer for Cure, which he produced all of the, the beats for and rapped on. Killer Mike did a guest spot. And then also around that same time, um, uh, Killer Mike did an album um, called Rap Music that LP also produced all of the songs for, um, and I think appeared on. Now I don't know if he appears on any songs on Rap Music, but there was a, a kind of establishment of, um, you know, LP as a producer, kind of, uh, you know, bring you know working with um, uh, working with. Um, with Killer Mike as as kind of a dedicated artist, uh, but then when Run the Jewels um, emerged as a, as a project um, uh, about a year ago with the first uh, Run the Jewels, um, it, it became. I mean, I think that was even framed as a um, you know it, it had the appearance of a one off for a novelty record, um, and it, because it was released for free. It, the runtime was relatively short, uh, and and it seemed like a just a one-off. Um, but by the time now that they're um, they've toured several times on this project, and there is another iteration that is just called "Run the Jewels 2. and it has the a very similar um, aesthetic uh, in in both the album art and a musical aesthetic. That then this is starting to. Right, that these things again. I, I think about. I, I don't know why. For several episodes now, we've been using kind of cosmic uh, metaphors. I don't know if it's just the you know, the long the long tail of Interstellar uh, or what it is. Um, but uh, you know that there they, these two kind of you know bright stars kind of crash into each other and create this the center of gravity that then starts to suck everything in and and kind of you know um, and and uh, and and I think like become something more of its own right so that run the jewels continue is 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 this self-sustaining system that um that that weirdly becomes more meaningful even though they say many of the same things um that the this kind of opposition of you are either run the jewels or you are not i think becomes more and more meaningful through this dynamic interaction of the two um the two mcs and the presentation of them as this as this unit Hmm. yeah uh so is our jewels running um (laughs) that's a that's actually a great question um i mean i you know i don't know is our jewels running i'm I'm not sure if our jewels is running i I don't know ryan are we fuckboys boys (laughs) 
I, I, I mean, mean right, I have the jewels. <laughs> you know, you, you, you never want, you never think, you never think you're a fuckboy, do you? Until, uh, until you're running backward naked through that field of dicks. Yeah, I mean, I guess, um, I mean, I guess the, do, 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 how, how to approach that. Um, I think that, I mean, I, I think that's an interesting question of, if there is a question of, I, I think to, to restate the question is who are the the fuck boys or what does it mean to to not be running the jewels um, or to not be run the jewels and what and and what is, how does one run the jewels how how does one enter this um, and is it are is one baptized. Right, you know, so with a lot of um, groups where there are, you know, um, imagined communities, um, there's some kind of process of of becoming a member of the group, right? Whether it's through birth, uh, through blood, uh, or through through a, a citizenship ceremony, uh, through through baptism, um, through you know, through through if if you think about gangs, through some initiation. How does one? Do is there a sense of how one? Uh, if if run the jewels is something some kind of collective, um, and I think that there is some sense of that uh, that it's not just. I mean, so I guess there's a lot of different questions of is are there more people that are are jewel runners uh, or who run the jewels other than Killer Mike and LP uh-huh. and uh, and or their like narrow circles and or is it a very small. Um, and if it is a larger, if, if, if others can join, how does one join? What, what are the clues about how one, you know, uh, how, how one, um, how one does that or, and how one boy avoids the path of the fuck boy. I mean, (laughs) if we could put that on overthinking, it would be, that would be the title. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there is a hand signal, right? Oh, Hello, I walk through the valley of the fuck boy. <laughs> and, there, and there I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou gun hand and thou fist hand with the necklace in it, my comfort and my hope. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. At several, at many points um, throughout the concert, uh, there is a call to raise the, uh, the gun and the fist. Right, and so that this is a thing that is um, that is uh, signaled at, ver- at various times, and there is a call to make this single signal um, as a um, as a as a whole group, um, and so that and so that is that is one sense of a, of of a sign of membership, um, and there's another thing actually related to the chain. Um, so on Run the Jewels one, there's a um, song. Uh, called 36 inch chain um, and you know that is a you know is the huge thick uh, long uh, thick gauge long chain um, that is in the imagery um, and that uh, on several of the images of uh, killer Mike and LP they are wearing 36 inch chains um, but that um, in the in the spoken word uh, intro to um, 36 inch chain live LP gave a speech speech about going and getting your invisible 36 inch chain and wearing it around your neck. Uh-huh. Uh, the, real, you... the real 36 inch chain is within in other words. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, he really made this argument, right. Uh, and that there is a, and, and, and so that, um, and he even said, actually, um, I, I mean, they, they even said, well, so interestingly, I think before that he said, "We have Killer Mike and I have something to share with you today. Um, you may wonder about the secret of our power." And they said, "Let me tell you about the wonders of Scientology." <laughs> <laughs> um, and they said, "No, no, we're, we're starting something here, and maybe it's a religion. Maybe it's not a religion." <laughs> Uh, and then he talks about his uh, his his uh, the invisible thirty six inch chain, the thirty six uh, the thirty six inch chain within, um, and so that those things, um, I guess those details um, are part of what leads me to um, to 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 suspect that there is some kind of a collective or or a group. Um, but I guess it's still. Um, 
raises the question of um of 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 who is in that group and how one joins that. Yeah. I mean again, just are we jewel runners? I mean, what is even the collective noun? Is it run the jewels? Is it jewel runners? Is it runners of the jewels? Is the fact that I'm asking these questions, does that make me a fuckboy? <laughs> right. Like I think that if you it's one of those things, it's like it's like jazz. If you have to ask, you know, you'll never you'll never know, right? Because if if you were running the jewels, your jewels would already would always already be running. You know, um, the, the, you know, uh, so like I, I was unfamiliar with, with the term and I had to look it up on, on urban dictionary. And I think literally figuratively, it means, uh, it means rob somebody. Right. So, so it's sort of about like, it's about sort of, uh, I think you might've said this as we were preparing tonight, like, uh, it's about taking what's yours rather than, rather than waiting for society to, to give it to you. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, um, archetypal stuff about social, about social oppression, about, you know, uh, the role of, of the police in enforcing, uh, inequality and oppression. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff about like, uh, life not sort of giving you anything and so you have to take it uh that are in the lyrics of the uh that are in the lyrics of the album so it's hard to um you know it's hard to to uh kind of uh, see it in in it's hard to see it in in other terms than those or it's it's at least hard to not see it in those terms as well as whatever terms uh, whatever terms you want, but I, you know, I mean, I think it's about a sort of, I think it's about a sort of unapologetic assertion of, of, uh, of, of self, right. And of like the prerogatives of self in the face of, uh, um, in the face of, uh, uh, society or in the face of a culture that sort of wants to grind you down or wants to insist that you, that you don't matter, you know, yeah, and you know what it puts I, me, it puts me in mind of, I, I think Tori Amos is running the jewels on Christianity, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, well, and th- I think you're right I, that, that they are aligned in many actually important ways with like Tori Amos, with with many of these kind of elements of of protest musics and um, art musics and folk musics, um, of punk musics, um, and with you know the and you know with the hip hop tradition, um, and I think and and you can finish your your, your thought, but I, I think what's what's interesting is the at least the audience that comes to the show. Again, beyond recognizing that, right? So that the audience that comes to show the show, um, it's just, it's, this is a tricky thing to to parse, but that there, right? So there, there's a message about personal empowerment here, um, and about that, 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 that you identify as running through uh, run the jewels, and I think that is that is there that it kind of focuses on again, kind of the 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 many of the damaging and alienating parts of kind of contemporary you know kind of let's say you know again late capitalist america <laughs> um and the thing is is that and and I, i'm having trouble with this because the that th- there's a much of the audience there's so much of the of, of of there are many elements um of like both micro and macro aggression <laughs> in the um in the audience that are kind of an acting of kind of bodily enactments of various forms of male privilege of white right. male privilege right <laughs> um and and I'm checking my own here. I'm checking it. <laughs> um, and, 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 All right, uh, and, just and take I'm, this, I'm, take this tag and I'll, uh, I'll return your privilege to you at the end of the podcast. Just come back to this window. Great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. I, I, I've left my privilege at the privilege check. No. And so, you know, self included, right. That I, I, I don't want to, you know, cut, you know, I, I don't want to, um, you know, really um you know parse you know uh, really finally well one type of white male privilege is uh no no i have the good kind of white male privilege um but that i i 
I want to kind of like try to think about of you know my the the these dynamics of power and disempowerment and how they um and how they they um link because I don't know that the because I feel like it's uh, it's very close to being kind of adopted as you know. Look, I mean, it would be very interesting to see the Venn diagram overlap. Um, you know, let's, let's just let's just let's just start poking all of the tigers. Right. Like, I feel like there are elements of like um, of of the way in which the run, run the jewels is interpreted and and celebrated and engaged in that actually like overlap with like the GamerGate culture, right? Um, and with with the kind of um, you know that certain like performance of of kind of male pri- those modes of performance of male privilege and of kind of aggression in that way, right? Um, and and I don't know. Well, it's I, no. I mean, it's um, no accident. Let's uh, again, let's uh, let's poke all the tigers, right? Like um, there there was uh, uh, you sent me earlier today. I had I wasn't aware of it. Um, uh, an op ed in USA Today by Killer Mike. Uh, about the use of rap lyrics and aggression and violence in in rap lyrics in American jurisprudence, right? And and the the idea that rap lyrics have now become the kind of the the go to First Amendment, um, you know, stock example. You know, it's uh, and and in one case that actually was heard um, that was argued before the Supreme Court today as we. Uh, you know, as we record this, which is uh, Elonis versus United States, um, which has to do, which has to do with uh, well, the part that's that's that the Supreme Court is hearing is a narrow is I think a narrow legal question of the standard to apply with like online threats made on Facebook. Is it like the reasonable person standard? Like a reasonable person would uh, fear for fear for their safety faced with this threat, or is it like a standard having to do with intent? Um, You know, if the person intends it uh, to cause, if the person intends it to cause uh, fear, to cause a threat, then, then it should be sort of adjudicated to be a threat and, and things about, you know, things about threats and stalking and things like this should, should apply. Um, but it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, in this particular case, it's being argued, uh, a legal question of which is being argued, uh, in front of the Supreme court today, as we record this, um, the, the, uh, the aggressor, right. Claimed that his screeds against his ex-wife or girlfriend or something, his like, you know, hateful, violent, uh, threats, um, uh, full of anger and aggression and, and, uh, you know, threats of, of all manner of terrible things, um, were like rap lyrics, right? And the point that, uh, the point that Killer Mike makes in, in the, uh, in the op-ed that's, that's co-written with someone named Eric Nielsen, um, who is, uh, uh, teaches at the University of Richmond, um, is that, uh, that the position that rap lyrics or the fact that rap lyrics, um, specifically have taken their place in, have taken this particular place in, uh, you know, you have to say in American jurisprudence, right? Like in the legal system, um, has to do with a deep, um, uh, ideal. It's, I'm trying to find the quote so that I'm not mischaracterizing what he says. Um, that, uh, uh, that, um, it has to do with, uh, the um the, with assumptions with racist assumptions about black uh men uh who are sort of taken as as being the kind of exemplars of rap lyrics or rap lyrics is the the sort of exemplars of uh of you know their culture or of their problems right or of their you know um uh propensity you know to to uh, to violence and aggression. Um, yeah. I, so, so, right. So you have this, you have this sort of like, well, rap lyrics are, rap lyrics are sort of, rap lyrics are, 
she's rap lyrics as though that were one thing, right? Like rap lyrics is this sort of totalizing term that encompasses, you know, a whole bunch of different kind of music recording and performance practice. So like that's problem number one, right? Uh, Rap lyrics as being a fig leaf for, you know, a guy threatening his girlfriend on Facebook, right? That's problem number two, right? Right. Rap lyrics being a a stock example of the sort of uh, dangerous but constitutionally protected speech, right, Um, is problem number three, right? Rap lyrics that are quite artful and well-constructed being misunderstood and misconstrued, right, by a bunch of, by like a a hooligan mosh pit, right, is problem four, right? Right. And and our our inability to tackle this uh, in a non-normative way, I think, is problem five, right? Like, I want the non-normative theory of, of violence and aggression in the, you know, in hip hop lyrics, you know, I want to be able to talk about the, the dynamics of what's going on, um, you know, in a way that doesn't, that doesn't leap to, uh, in a way that doesn't, that doesn't sort of leap to engage with, um, you know, my own culturally ingrained racism or the larger cultures, uh, socially sanctioned racism or the more, the more, uh, you know, virulent and conscious strains of racism, um, you know, carried out on a, on a, like a, a person to person level uh, enacted. So, I mean, on a person to person level. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, if like part of the building blocks of developing this theory is, I mean, let's, let's dive into some of the lyrics to, to help us Absolutely. to see if we can do this inductively. Right. And I think the one that I thought of as, as you were, you were talking about these, uh, these problems, uh, is, uh, Oh, my darling, don't cry. Um, which I think is the, what the second track, uh, on the album. Yeah. The second track on the album. Um, and, uh, specifically the second verse, uh, killer Mike's, uh, verse, um, and so let me just kind of, I'm just going to read it out. Uh, so tiptoe on the track like a ballerina, ski mask in a Pontiac Catalina. It's obese female opera singer. You can run the jewels or lose your fingers. Me and LP got time to kill, got folks to kill on overkill. He hanging out the window, I hold the wheel. One black, one white, we shoot to kill. That fuckboy life about to be repealed. That fuckboy shit about to be repelled. Fuckboy jihad kill infidels. Allah Akbar, boom, from Mike and L. Uh, and then... Uh, LP comes in. Life is hell. Life's a bitch. These full bar rulers are getting rich. I cop a zip. It opens up. I smoke it up. Go home and fuck. So say la vie, girl. When in Rome, I give the gave the face. Please play pay with dome. My business card says you're in luck. I do two things. I rap and fuck. And so, I think that I th- I feel like especially the Killer Mike verse here. Um, but I think as it shades into the LP verse, start to play with a lot of these tensions. Um, and I think that. Um, I mean, I think that there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of pieces, um, here, but uh, again, in some ways, the part of the reason that I, um, the way I read this, um, the, the, the killer Mike weirdly, like, so I, I read these two verses and actually a lot of this, uh, this song, especially I kind of read inside out that a lot of the meanings kind of radiate from either middles of stanzas outwards, uh, or from the kind of, uh, interstitial places between kind of where, um, killer Mike and LPs versus, uh, touch. Um, and so I say that, um, Right, so that and because they they often pivot uh, off of each other in in rhyme, right? So um, that that you know the kind of point where these two verses touch is Mike and L, um, and then LP rhymes life is hell, um, and so that the kind of looking backwards to Killer Mike's verse, you have um, imagery of them basically on a on a verbal, on a crime spree. And it, and it is, you know, a, a metaphorical crime spree. Uh, that's ultimately the verbal, uh, verbal crime spree, right. That the, the kind of, um, 
uh, uh, the, the kind of, um, you know, specifically the, the line that I, I zoomed in on was, he's hanging out the window, I hold the wheel. Uh, one black, one white, we shoot to kill. Um, and that, so that, you know, in some ways, this song and this album and this project has the, the glee and the viciousness of a senseless drive-by. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that uh, what's really interesting is right right after that is that you know the the things that are being done right is that the fuckboy life is being repealed right so there's there's reference to um like the the language of law and legal remedy uh-huh. um uh, there's the the there's there's the language of repellence of almost I, I read that almost as as military advance and then of of, of jihad of of religious war um, and then and then again kind of looking back uh, down the other side um, of the slope is uh, and and LP's kind of sex and drugs uh, sex and drugs verse of kind of turns turns it back inwards again. Um, and we can kind of go back because then that touches a killer mic verse that after, um, LP says he does two things. He rap, I rap and fuck, uh, Mike, uh, killer Mike bounces off that and says, I fucking rap. I tote the strap. I smoke the cush. I beat the puss. I read the books, did the math. Don't need a preacher preaching on my behalf. Right. So that there's these interesting kind of claiming of, right. So that. So I think what's happening here is that there is violence, but there's also right that it, in some ways it gets back to weirdly surprise, surprise. It gets back to stationary banditry, right? Um, because there is a there is a myth about legitimacy, right? So there is violence, um, but it's being legitimated, um, I think. Um, and there, there there are there are attempts to to um, to kind of claim you know impart independence from certain forms of authority from a preacher uh, or a teacher um, and from um, fub- from fubar, fubar rulers right fubar right. rulers right um, right who are who are getting rich from extractive political institutions uh-huh. right so that there's a language of of rebellion um, but not rebellion as kind of you know disorganized you know not rebellion as as crime, I mean, it's a really interesting thing, right? So that, you know, there's one tendency is for, you know, rulers to de- delegitimize rebels by calling them criminals, right? And, and, and aligning them with criminal activity. Um, but here, it's the inverse of that. And that weirdly, the, by claiming criminality and villainy and, and devilishness, um, that, th- that is the starting point of a, Kind of anti-state, a counter-state authority myth, a, a, a legitimating myth, right? Um, and, yeah. and that, right? So it's like it's like one, you know, it's one nation under hip hop, right? right. Um, sure, and, and, sure. And, I mean, the thing the thing that strikes me is that like you sort of it it uses the imagery of a drive-by, but just the just from the gestalt of it, I don't I don't get the sense of a drive-by. I get the sense of some kind of like political some kind of like political assassination or some kind of like guerrilla warfare tactic you know um that it's you know and and the the um i i mean the sort of provocative reference to islamist terrorism right like is supposed to um I, i mean i think is supposed to provoke but it's it's sort of like uh uh, it sort of, uh, you know, it sort of connects to, connects this to to uh, politically to to like politically directed uh, violence rather than like, you know, rather than um, sort of street violence for, uh, you right. know, whatever. I mean, whatever that means. I'm just I'm I'm really interested in the way he starts in the way Killer Mike starts the verse. Right. Like tiptoe on the track like a ballerina right which right. is which is a claim about it's a claim about virtuosity and it's a claim about a certain kind of lightness or deftness right and if you look if you look at a picture of killer mike he doesn't look a lot like a ballerina right there's some irony there is some <laughs> irony <laughs> um you know, so like but that's uh, how good he is. Well, right, yeah, and and I think that that's what he that that that's what he's saying. And I think that like you you have to understand everything. You have to understand everything that follows as the ballet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As the, as the sort of as the sort of virtuosic performance, and that like the source of legitimacy. Uh, the source of legitimacy is the virtuosity, right? Like the source of le- 
the source of legitimacy is the uh is you know not just hip hop per se but but is the particular skill um the particular skill at hip hop and 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 the the sort of the skill that hip hop has as as a way of kind of ironizing or delegitimizing you know fubar rulers Right. right. Like right. and and there's there's even a sort of sense of self-implication in this. Like later on in this particular track, LP raps, uh, we run this spot like a Chinese sweatshop. Right. You know, uh, so it's like I mean, if it's like we run this spot is like, well, this is our corner. It's you know, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's sort of urban, you know. Uh, the kind of urban setting of of hip hop, but like like a Chinese sweatshop catapults us into a geopolitical discourse, you know right. that that is you know really like looks beyond the the immediate horizon of the of the sort of urban environment into you know uh, into the the a geopolitical discourse of of sort of globalism and international economics, you know. Well, um, yeah. and interestingly, I feel like, I mean, it's like Chinese is, is I think, interesting because, you know, it, it also makes me think of, you know, the delegitimation of, of Chinese labor practices or environmental practices um, on, on the one hand for very, you know, like legitimate reasons, especially from our right thinking, um, you know, Western liberal uh, perspective. But the, the counter kind of discourse is that, you know, this is the. You know the you know that the engaging in practices that like so there were American sweatshops right you, like you know the New York City had sweatshops before it was cool right yeah. um, or before it was uncool right um, and that you know there was. Um, you know that that America, uh, you know, twentieth uh, century America was built on well slavery and then many other you know pieces of exploitative labor practices um, and and you know all of the things that happened before the jungle, right? Uh, and before a, a more uh, regulatory state uh, stepped in, and then there's there's uh, senses in which um, well. Uh, that th- those practices are then delegitimized um, for current uh, developing countries, right? And so that a Chinese sweatshop, um, in part, is one that is delegitimized, but an attempt to make up for, um, you know, a- to close a gap and to try to weirdly undergo a process that has been gone undergone by others, but has, has since been, it's, it's, it's reopening a door that's been closed behind. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, the only thing that closed quicker than our caskets be the factories. Exactly. You know? Right. Right. Let's talk about, let's talk about Zach De La Roca. <laughs> run them jewels fast. Run them, run them jewels fast. Run them, run them, run them. Fuck the slow-mo. <laughs> um, I mean, this is like, I I I wonder if they listened to the, uh, the stretch of the TFT podcast about Gossip Girl before they they wrote this because this is like an abstract, you know, to the first eighty episodes of of this show, you know, fashion slave, you protesting to get in a fucking lookbook? <laughs> um, yes, right. Uh, how you like my styling, bruh? Ain't nobody smiling, bruh. About to turn this motherfucker up like Rikers Island, bruh. Um, right, uh, where are my thuggers and my cripples and my, my blooders and my brothers? When you pickles gonna unite and kill the police, motherfuckers? Now, what is that? I mean, th- that probably is a huge cheer line in the live show, right? I mean, it's all a... Uh... <laughs> It's the roar. The roar doesn't stop. You know, the, the gun, the guns and fists are up throughout. <laughs> um, but this one is, they, I mean, and they cue this, right? They do play into it a bit where they say, you know, this one, you know, for you people who are in the first six rows, we're sorry on this one. Um, and so it's weird that they, they acknowledge and live with the mosh pit and the aggression uh, and stoke it a little. I mean, again, the killer, the first thing killer Mike says on stage when the show starts is we're going to burn this motherfucking city to the ground. 
ground. Um, uh-huh. so, um, but anyhow, yeah, the, this this song certainly is one large kind of this this is one of the bangers i mean in a, in a in in two albums full of bangers this one bangs particularly hard yeah yeah uh, <laughs> um i mean it's interesting to think about the 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 word bangers right of a song that bangs um you know because what goes bang a slamming door um a gun um and 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 so uh sure a, an explosion right an like, explosion there's like a sexual connotation to it and it's the you know it's the but it's i mean it's all about sort of consummation right it's all about like uh, it's all about a sort of moment of ecstasy or a moment of like explosion or a, or a like a uh, a sort of instant of an instant of release of tension of 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 orgasm, right? Yeah. Well, right. Yeah, in in the sexual sense, and then also in the like the violent sense, it's about mm-hmm. like you know the moment when the bomb goes off or the moment when the the uh, gun fires. You know, um, that's when you know that's when it bangs. Uh, you know, and that that sort of you know, and I think there is this sort of like you know cathartic, energetic, you know exuberant. Um, uh, exuberant kind of thing. And like, I, you know, I don't know. I think this is the, I mean, uh, right. Like the, I don't know is, is uh, I'm sure there was an entry in stuff. What people like uh, stuff, white people like uh, about Bullworth. Right. But the, the, <laughs> the sort of theory that's advanced in Bullworth about the sort of uh, the decimation of, of America's sort of manufacturing base Right. Like leading to and the kind of the 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 breakdown of the the social contract in that in that sense. Right. Like, you know, I I mean, that is to say, like the society is going to provide you with a livelihood in which, you know, in return for which you will, you know, provide it with the duties of citizenship. Right. Like uh, is all sort of based on that that sort of. um, that kind of economic development and that the, the, uh, all the, all the stuff that's, that's really, that's, that's sort of, um, moralized by, you know, moralized by the right, uh, as a, uh, as a failure of kind of culture and, and a failure of sort of personal responsibilities sort of, uh, is sort of economically determined, right? Like the only thing right. that's closing faster than the caskets is our, um, is our factories, right? Like we killing them for freedom because they tortured us for right. boredom. Uh, and, and that's well, like, we're, we out of order your honor. We're out of order. This whole court is unimportant. You fuckers are walking corpses. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. And this sounds like this sort of sounds like this sounds a lot like, uh, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine, honestly, this track does. Well, right. And I sort of I, I I sort of wonder, like I sort of I, I wonder about my own like preconscious sort of socially ingrained racism, right? The 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 sort of uh, the sort of stuff that like the psychologists study about the about the the you know um, cultural racism that you kind of can't help and have to uh, you know have to keep an eye on all the time because I don't feel like uh, I don't feel sort of uneasy with the aggression in Rage Against the Machine, right? In quite the same way that I do uh, with with Run the Jewels. You know what I mean? Well, I also feel like awesome <laughs> with the aggression in Run the Jewels, but like, but you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of I'm I'm I, I'm much more likely to dismiss it almost as cute, not dismiss, but to to write it off as as. Uh, you know, as a pose, right? Whereas I'm, I, whereas like I'm sort of like the 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 you know um, call to prison riot uh, in in the first verse of of close your eyes and count to fuck is I mean and like really how can you can you undermine your can you undermine your social message more than uh, than calling the track close your eyes and count to fuck. <laughs> you know <laughs> what do you what do you mean by that <laughs> well, I, I i don't know it's it's like it's not it's not the the track is not called like a a serious and far-ranging diatribe about various social social injustices um you know uh that 
uh, you know, various kinds of um, various kinds of disenfranchised and oppressed peoples have labored under for far too long. You know, that's another title that this song could have, but doesn't. It's called "Close Your Eyes and Count to Fuck." What is it? What does it mean to count to fuck? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm very serious, actually, right? And so, um, I mean, I actually, I that, that that's what makes it so much better than anything else that they could have titled it. That's so called serious right because um what i think about is that it's it's kind of i mean what when you're told to close your eyes and count to 10 um that that to me sounds like hide and go seek sure um and so i feel like so the fuck there is I yeah I mean I think that this I think that the the title of the song is in the voice of the sort of overlord, overlords of the society mm. right like mm-hmm. they say, they say to us close your eyes and count to fuck right they they uh as though as though it were a game right mm-hmm. uh they're they're torturing us for their for uh their amusement um what's the actual what's the actual lyric um you know, uh, we killing them for freedom because they tortured us for boredom. You know, right, uh, right. right. So I, I, I almost read it in the opposite way. Is that is it rather than counting to, um, it's it's almost count to the breaking point. Is right. So I read the count to fuck. Right. So that if this song is the banger, right, it is count to the banging point. Right. Um. And 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 that. Uh, and, and, and that is not a number that anyone can tell you, um, because the number will always be increasingly larger, right? So that the size of close your eyes and wait, um, wait, it will get better. Um, count to a hundred, count to 10,000, count to 2008. Um, uh, it will get better hope. Uh, um, uh, but that, that this is a kind of, is counting to a internal breaking point. Um, um, and, and counting to a sense of, of outrage, uh, or outburst. Right. Um, and, and so I, I kind of, that's how I see, cause there's something so, so visceral about it and count to fuck. Um, cause it's like to fuck that shit. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, it's, it, it, cause it, it feels like cut off, right. That I, I love the, I love the construction actually, and that it's, you, you expect a number, uh, and, uh, and, and the, you know, the fuck is so abrupt and explosive um, that I feel like that that then um, interfaces what's going on in the in the song. Right. And and um, every kind of element of this. And it, so it's it's kind of this is like the, you know, the ontology of a banger. Right. And, and it's a it's a it's a self banging song. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, sure. It's a, a, like one hand has the two fingers extended, and one hand has the, you know, has the yonic fist, and and the the uh, the song bangs itself. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. Well, I mean, it's an interesting. It's, it's interesting, like. <laughs> You know, there is a little bit of, like, be the Ouroboros that you want to see in the world, right? (laughs) Um, That we talk about being different kinds of things that you want to see in the world. But you're you're right. I mean, there's an interesting thing, right, that on the one hand... You know, so reading the album cover, right, and and and, and reading the the fist, uh, the fist and chain, right. So one is like saying, like, all right, I have my gun, uh, and and you have your chain. Give me your chain. Uh-huh. Um, but the way that it's depicted is that you are you are holding them both up yourself. I think so. Right? Yeah. You are, yeah. I mean, that's and that's. I mean, I think I only came to fully understand that. Um, in uh in in you know it's not exactly a hold up um in in many of the ways that it's performed right when it's kind of um you're when you're called upon to do that you raise your right hand in the air and make the gun uh and you make the fist with your left hand uh, holding your invisible 36 inch chain right um and so that you are you are you are the you are making the closed loop right that you are holding these up uh and then you are you're i mean you're going you're you're fucking yourself right uh and uh i don't know i mean i think that that's like kind of that's interesting right that, i mean i guess it's that you are your own i feel like there's also a little bit of be your own parent or make yourself yeah um, sure right 
and I mean that gets back to I think some of the the uh, the themes and ideas about kind of certain forms of self determination individuality, um, but then also about kind of the or you know the the origin of um, of of run the jewels right of 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 them making themselves and of of two kind of veterans and kind of self assured individuals. It's just like you know. Um, you know, it's it's just like they've put in their ten thousand hours of fucking up the sure. Fuckboard. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like LP. I'm self. Uh, uh, I'm self invented. Uh, that's no illusion. There's no confusion. Right. Like. Right. So exactly. The idea. This sort of claim of like of of being self generated. You know, is something that that we've. Um, uh, you know, is something that we've we've done that that we've examined before, like uh, in Yeezus, which I think is an interesting. I mean, I think that's an interesting album to take as a comparison, uh, as a uh, as a comparison for that, because the the sort of the, m- the model of excess, right, is mm-hmm. uh, the model of excess is is very different, right? Like, sure. um, in in Run the Jewels, I'm excessive because the world is excessive. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, conditions create the villain. Uh, the villain's given a vision, um, and the the uh, oh god, where was it? Uh, the vision becomes a vow to seek vengeance on all the vicious. Right. There's mm-hmm. a great. I mean, there's a great little etiology of of running the jewels. Right. Uh, right. Whereas in in Jesus, right, like. Um, I am excessive because I am excessive, you know, I am excessive right. because I have urges, right. Because of the organization of my, uh, of the disposition of my psyche, uh, rather than, uh, uh, rather than of any force, you know, outside, outside mm-hmm. of me. Right. Whereas run well, the jewel yeah, seems to be open, opening up to, um, opening up to more kind of forces out there in the world. Well, right. It's that, you know, uh, Kanye says, hurry up with my damn croissant and, uh, and, and, and killer Mike and LP say, hurry up with my damn, uh, tearing a part of the fabric of social injustice. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of fabric, uh, we have a TF t-shirt. Fashion slave, you protesting to get in a fucking lookbook. <laughs> right. If you want to make it into the lookbook, uh, you should get the TFT shirt. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. <laughs> right. So that you won't be naked when you're running backward through a field of dicks. Right. Because nothing's worse than being naked when you're running backward through a field of dicks. You know, you probably heard about it on the I last episode. I recommend, though, getting like, then like a medium or larger. Um, <laughs> right. Something, yeah, or, or like a 2X, something that will serve as a nightshirt kind of uh kind of thing um yeah hey we we still have these out there there are there's a limited edition you know we're we're only going to sell a certain number of these um and uh this is something that we want to this is the first in what we hope will be a series um of 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 shirts so you know it's a way to get something and support the uh and support the tft podcast it's a way to uh, be in on the ground floor of the tft shirt uh, uh, line, you know, um, like, like really there won't be any more when we're, uh, you know, when we're done with these, I mean, I, I guess there will be reissues, but they won't be, uh, they won't be the same as they won't be the first one. Right. Exactly. They won't be the same as having the vinyl, you know, you can buy the 180 gram vinyl reissue of, of whatever you like, but you know, the one in your, the one in your parents cabinet, right. Like is, is the real thing. Um, they won't be, uh, they won't be authentic. So, so, um, if you want to support TFT, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, uh, show your, show your allegiance, if you want to, uh, raise the gun in the fist of this podcast, well, it's in t-shirt form and you can get that, uh, on overthinking it. The, um, the link is in the gift guide, the holiday gift guide uh, for 2014. And it's, uh, once again, overthinking it. Uh, it's at teespring.com, T-E-E-Spring.com slash indie band for the generic indie band T-shirt. Uh, we'll be back next week with more uh, TFT. And whether you are uh, whether you're a fuckboy or whether you're running the jewels, uh, we hope that you will continue to keep it real.